Welcome to First Reading, the Old Testament lectionary podcast. I'm Tim McNinch, and I teach the Hebrew Bible at Christian Theological Seminary. And I am Paul Essa, a PhD student in Hebrew Bible at Yale. We are in the liturgical season of Easter, and while the Revised Common Lectionary assigns excerpts from the Book of Acts as the first reading during this season, we at the First Reading Podcast are taking up the lectionary psalms in the hope that you might consider preaching from the psalm, or at least include the psalm in your biblical reflection this week. The third Sunday of Easter, April 23rd, brings up the psalm, Psalm 116, from verse 1 through 4, and then 12 through 19. Uh, Tim, it is your turn to lead us through it. Where would you like to begin? Well, the first recommendation I have beats kind of a regular first reading drum. Uh-huh. And that's to include the whole psalm in your reading and liturgy. Oh, I mean, yes. I understand the impulse to abridge the readings to save time, but 30 seconds not going to do any harm, especially when we're handling poetry. It seems like cutting out the middle seven verses just really alters the whole poetic structure. So in my opinion, that cut is just not worth it. Read the whole thing. <laughs> yes, I have become you know, very familiar with this first reading advice. <laughs> and, it, and it makes sense here. You, know, you might as well include the whole thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And speaking of poetic structure, Psalm 116 is a fairly typical psalm of thanksgiving. It has a somewhat formulaic structure, beginning with an expression of thanksgiving, followed by a depiction of distress a call to God for help, the arrival of deliverance, an expression of trust, and a fulfillment of vows or promised sacrifices. Many psalms follow this exact same pattern. Yeah, that's right. What do you make of that pattern quality? Does it make the poem kind of blunt and predictable? That's a good question. In a sense, the language of this poem does stay on that very kind of generic level. We don't get a sense of the particular historical context or or individual experience Mm -hmm. that may have prompted its composition. But I don't think that generic quality makes the psalm bland. Instead, I would interpret it as a kind of intentional flexibility, especially if this poem was meant to accompany a liturgical sacrifice of thanksgiving in the temple, as the language of verses 12 to 19 implies then it it serves as a kind of vehicle that can carry a whole wide range of individual and communal experiences. Yeah. And it has kind of a a fill-in-the-blank quality, right? Mm -hmm. Anyone Mm -hmm. can pray these words and fill in the language with meaning that comes from their own experience. Oh, that's a great way to look at it, especially after experiencing something traumatic or painful. It can help to have a kind of a script to prompt words of gratitude for God's rescue. So, Tim, uh, we like to give insights into the Hebrew behind the text. Was there anything that stood out to you in the language of the psalm? Hmm. I think the part I found most captivating in Hebrew were the first several verses that depict the former distress of the prayer. Yeah. Uh, Verse 3 in particular has a very evocative sense in Hebrew. They encircled me, the ropes of death. I mean, you can, you can really picture that. That's right, yeah. And what the NRSV translates, the pangs of Sheol laid hold on me, could be something like the constriction of Sheol found me. Wow. The word there, mitzarim, evokes a, a sense of narrowness, kind of claustrophobia, a sense of, of narrow straits or even a straitjacket. Yeah. The third line in that series says, Tzara 
the Yagon Emtsa. Yes. The NRSV translates that, I suffered distress and anguish. But of course, the Hebrew is even more evocative than that. Tzara, distress, has that same root, uh, same root sense of narrowness, tzar. And its repetition here from the phrase before just hammers home that sense of the walls closing in on the poet. Wow, yep. And it's paired with the word yagon, anguish, a word that comes from the same root as the Hebrew for a, for a wine press, a, a common metaphor for agonizing pressure. And yeah. often bloodshed. So, so the poet is describing how close they were to death with language of, of death closing in like a vice and causing this pressure, this stress, yeah. like a wine press. Wow. Uh, one more highlight along those lines. Verse 6 contains the simple confession of God's salvation. As the NRSV puts it, when I was brought low, God saved me. And I just want to point out that the word there, I was brought low, which is daloti in the Hebrew, is a bit unusual. Mm -hmm, It's a mm -hmm. word that means low, but it also means something like weak or drooping or hanging down. So I might translate it, when I was hanging by a thread, God rescued me. Wow, those are great words to highlight. Uh, Because Hebrew tends to be, you know, on the economical side and therefore highly suggestive, evocative. And we can see that in the language of this poem. But before we end, do you have any particular advice for preachers, any pitfalls, any special angles you would want to suggest for the psalm? Well, I think the pitfall to have in mind anytime that you're handling a text that celebrates a rescue or deliverance from suffering or pain is to keep in mind the high likelihood that there are hearers in your congregation who are presently suffering or who have suffered losses where God didn't intervene to provide a physical rescue from illness or accident or disability. We want to celebrate God's gracious help while not dismissing the mystery and pain of ongoing suffering or implying that our differently abled siblings are somehow missing out on God's care. While the the fill-in-the-blank quality of this poem makes it applicable to many different circumstances, it's not going to apply to every situation. And that's why it's a part of a whole anthology of psalms. And some folks may find it more helpful to draw from others in the collection to suit their own present experience and to, and to prompt their worship. And that right. said, even in this specific psalm, the background theological claim here is that even in the psalmist's lowest point, God had not abandoned them. God was present with them with a mm. love and a care that was tailored to their specific need. And I think that that's a reality that we can just trumpet universally. I'm guessing that this psalm was chosen by the compilers of the lectionary because it has that movement from death, or at least the threat of death, to new life, which is thematic Mm. for the Easter season, right? That's right, yeah. If I were preaching from this psalm during the Easter season, I would probably note those resurrection resonances, but Mm -hmm. then focus in on the experience of divine presence in our lowest moments, which this poem so evocatively describes. Mm. For those in the congregation who have experienced a powerful healing or a transformation of their personal situations, I would invite them to consider a prayer like this one as a model of returning thanks to God. Mm -hmm. While for those who find themselves in the throes of a challenging situation, I would offer this as a testimony to God's faithful presence 
bearing our griefs right alongside us. Yeah, this is really fascinating. I I think that's a great angle in this text. You you give us a lot of things to think about in this particular text. Several options that preachers could take. Thanks, Tim, for helping us get a handle on this one. You're welcome. Well, that will bring us to the end of this week's episode. First reading is produced by Rachel Wren, Rosie Kandethal, Tim McNinch, and me, Paul Esser. You can find a searchable repository of all of our back episodes at festreadingpodcast.com, where you can also learn more about our host, our guest, browse our snazzy mesh, and if you would like, donate to support the podcast. Drop us a line at firstreadingpodcast.gmail.com or find us in the comments on Facebook. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, I am Paul Esser. And I'm Tim McNinch. Have a great week. <laughs>